town's on my day Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Beat. I am, of course, Nick Baumgartner here, along with Brendan Quinn, as we go through another chapter in... I don't even know what this period... Brother. (laughs) (laughs) I've been thinking about this, like, randomly at times throughout the day, like, what are we going to call this time in history, like, a period of time? People have names for... I like that. ...for... For good and bad periods of time, uh, as it relates to the college football front or the college athletics front, I don't know what this will be called, but it is definitely uncharted territory. How are we doing here? I would like to lean into that a little. What order are you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, what's the play here? You could go. There's some. There has to be some kind of play on the know. industrial revolution of some kind, or this is the maybe well, maybe the parental revolution. You know something? <laughs> the people. The people who name these things are typically the people who, when history is decided who who was right and who was wrong, uh, so it's probably going to depend, right, <laughs> on who gets the uh, the last word last. I don't know if it's the Age of Enlightenment. Probably not. Uh, the parental revolution. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot to unpack, as there always is, of course. Um I guess we start with that, right? Um, yeah. Let's so just, yesterday, Kevin... Let's just go with the, yeah, sorry, go with the Stone Age, okay. part two. Stone Age, part yeah. two. Uh, reverse. Yeah. Uh, driving in reverse. <laughs> um, All right. So obviously, unpack this thing for me, Nick. What What is happening? Yeah. Over the last... <laughs> in our beloved Big Ten. <laughs> I want to say... What's it been? Um, well, last week was the... Can- I'm trying to think of just timeline here because the dates are always... So since the cancellation happened or not post- the postponement happened, you've seen this across pockets of the Big Ten. You've seen you know players and parents at Ohio State. Justin Fields has a petition that he has uh, introduced that you know got over two hundred thousand signatures like immediately, um, advocating for a number of things, uh, including you know the the the. Reinstatement of football in the fall. You've got parents at Ohio State and other places, uh, Michigan included, uh, who are upset, who've written letters. Um, some have said they want to go to Big Ten headquarters to get more answers the, for themselves. The, the caravan have, from Iowa. That's the story. Air Iowa parents, I believe, are doing this. Ohio State, Sean Wade's dad, I believe, is doing this. I, Aiden Hutchinson was on with, I believe, Marty Smith on ESPN. And I believe he said his parents planned to do the same thing. Um for a number of different reasons, uh, and there's a lot going on there, and it's been a topic that a lot of people have had um, varying, you know, everyone's got their own, <laughs> I guess, read or thought on the situation. Uh, before I sort of get into mine, mm-hmm. what, you're, you know, you're a college basketball guy, so college hoops is still yeah. sort of in yeah. the process where football was maybe three months right. ago, um, but, you know, obviously you're seeing all this, and you're seeing how it's going. Uh, you're, what are your initial reactions when you see... Um, you know, players that are obviously, you know, sort of crushed by this, uh, their parents doing what they're doing, and then, you know, the predicament and the pickle that everything right. is, is involved I mean, in. I'm just fascinated by the um, the weight of power in this because it's – everyone's mad at Kevin Warren, right? Well, yeah. Everyone's, they are mad at Kevin Warren. Everyone's mad at Kevin yes. Warren. <laughs> Kevin Warren's the boogeyman. He's the he's that's what Kevin Warren gets paid he, he's, for. Man. He's the mean guy, right? He's the he's the bad man in this in this whole thing. Um, right. and, and meanwhile, um, the the schools are behaving 
like, you know, children in this, some are putting out information, some are paying in. There was a vote. There wasn't a vote. Like, the complete lack of cohesion in messaging at the league level has been staggering for a league that has long prided itself on, you know, okay, here's the script. Stick to the script. Nobody right. step out of line, right? And uh, it's a unanimous league. It's all or nothing. Right. That's how and, and of course, there's stuff. there's always a lot of there's always been power within that structure, right? It was Delaney. It's long been, in my opinion, as an outsider, it's always just kind of, in some ways, been Michigan and Ohio State making right. a lot of decisions and people kind of falling in line in those things. I, I don't know, or whatever way they go, things go, right? Um, right. It's not. They're not like stuffing people in lockers or anything in the hallway to get. Them no, to but they're not budging if they don't want exactly. to, and they have the stroke so, to say that. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what's sticking out to me is you know, and then the players try to use their power, and now the parents are right. trying to use their power, and I don't think anyone's getting anywhere. Um, I, I <laughs> right. mean, I certainly don't see anything getting reversed. You know, I mean, that the precedent that would be set by a league bowing down yeah. to like, okay. With these parents try are, are like the parents driving out there to like beat up people at the Big Ten office? Or are they are they getting a little some so chanting? It depends on it depends on a seance. There's there's so much stuff being thrown around here in terms of people's frustrations and everything else. And I suppose it probably depends on who you ask. Uh, you know, you have some parents that you know have said, "Hey, I want to know everything about what you guys discussed." And why you thought it was safe mm-hmm. to have my kid come back in June, go through the motions of trying to make this work when you clearly had no plans on playing football. I want to see all those details. You have parents that that is their and it's all over the place, right? So there's a group of people who would say to you, that's what I want. I want some sort of answers or insight into sure. what happened here. You know, what the plan was, because going forward, you know, this can't be a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. This seems so disjointed. And so that's a concern on, on a number of people. There are other parents, however, who are saying, you gave up on this too fast. I want this reversed and I want it reversed right now. There are others who are saying, I want to see the medical documents you looked at because I don't believe, uh, <laughs> I don't understand it, why the SEC has said their medical uh, advice that they've gotten is different than the medical advice you've gotten. I'd like to compare notes. Mm-hmm. You have some people who are trying to make it uh, against all efforts anyway, I guess. It's coming across that some folks don't believe any of the things that the Big Ten is saying, no matter what they right. say or do, but want to see everything anyway so they can continue to disagree with it. Uh, and at the end of the day, you have a lot of people who are really, really frustrated and that is going to continue, and that was the case from the start of all this. The start of all this, back in June, when we talked about this, all the way through. They gave these guys a task, um, try to make this work, do everything you can to try to make this work, bend over backwards to try to make it work, sacrifice, uh, walk into you know an anxiety-riddled mm-hmm. situation mm-hmm. where everyone is, is nervous and doesn't know what to expect, and you talk to players and coaches about you know, we woke up on a Monday and we were told we could go work. So we went to work. Then we went to bed, not knowing if we were going to be able to do the same thing Tuesday. Then Tuesday came and we did the same thing. And we did that for eight weeks or six sure. weeks or whatever it was. And again, I think it all goes back to at the end of the day. Now, a lot of folks are throwing a lot of stuff in a lot of different directions 
uh, for a number of different reasons, it appears. But it all goes back to the end of the day that the Big Ten, you know, I mean, basically allowed its league members to operate uh, under the assumption that there was a plan on high mm-hmm. and there was no plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, this The whole time, it, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how else they can really articulate this one or the other for me to believe it. But, I mean, like, there's no way they were playing. When they announced that schedule, that was the whole thing right there. When they announced that schedule on that Wednesday and said they were going to start playing on September 3rd, which was, like, less than four weeks away, anyone who knows anything about football or anything else knows that was total bullshit. There was no way they were playing football on September 3rd, 4th, 5th, whatever. No chance. It was not going to happen. It was false hope. It was... And it wasn't right at all. And they allowed everyone to sort of believe that and get their spirits back up, and then they just crushed them again. And that is where a lot of the parental anger seems to be coming from, um, from most folks who would tell you, yes, I am upset about that and frustrated because I think my kid was put into a ridiculous situation Mm -hmm. that could have been avoided. Now, there are different degrees of bloodlust here because there are some who are contacting attorneys and lawyers and everything else. And what what they hope to accomplish, boy, I got to tell you, I don't know. I don't know what gets accomplished by that. Everyone who has any stake in college football has foiled the living hell out of all these presidents and everything else, including attorneys. I, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not sure what legal situation other than we need to know what you know from a public health standpoint. I think that's a valid mm-hmm. uh, concern that I've seen raised by some. But in terms of the football side of things, you know, they want to know what to do next. Um but some people say they want to know what to do next, and in the next breath say they want football tomorrow. So I, right. I don't really know. It's really it's a really difficult situation that's very all over the place. And really, at the end of the day, it's a lot of people who are who are upset. And I, you know, they're parents of kids, and I, I can't tell them how to feel about their how to, how to feel about their kids. Right. But some of the measures do have seemed a, a little bit you know a little bit much at times. Yeah, when deconstructing it and like what went wrong, how did it get to this point? In addition to the release of the schedule. What should have, could have, would have been done in, in hindsight of things had probably been thought out a little more and maybe even un- have a better understanding of the venom and vitriol that was going yeah. to come in this. Because they all, like, uh, these Big Ten, from, from Warren to the presidents to the ADs, they all knew that the SEC wasn't going to fall the second that the Big Ten made its decision, right? And if they did, that's a grave a grave miscalculation right. on, and that is something you can blame Kevin Warren mm. for. Because if there's anything you can blame him for, the president's view, Kevin. I mean, this is the job of Kevin right. Warren, right? He's the Big Ten commissioner. His job is to serve the presidents, is to educate, inform them on football matters. As we've talked about, the presidents have a full boat yes. of stuff to worry about. Here, okay, <laughs> football does not sit at number one on that list yeah, yeah, now. Yeah. It didn't yesterday, and it won't tomorrow. Like, that is the end of the day situation. So, they rely on him to help keep them informed on all matters going on while they make these decisions. There was not a well-represented, it did not appear anyway, consensus on where people were sort of sitting on this Mm -hmm. from the ground up when they really kind of got into overdrive and, okay, we're going to make our decision now. And that, because they were not communicating with ADs, they were not certainly not communicating with coaches mm-hmm. and certainly not with players and parents. They were not communicating with athletic directors. Right. Okay, that's the thing that I'm really struggling to get over because when you, and you know this, you talk to an AD and they will tell you, we were all sort of searching, you know, blindly in the desert trying to help these kids figure out the best way to do this and take care of the kids. Mm-hmm. 
we were just doing what we were being told just like everybody else. And that, when you've got 14 presidents, and I believe somebody brought this up, maybe Andy Staples the other night, about a lot of these guys, are, a lot of these guys and gals are being paid by public dollars, and they've decided they're just not going to share any information on why they made this decision with the public. I mean, that doesn't square well with anybody. Yeah. And that is a bunch of bullshit where, where you hear from folks about transparency and the need for transparency, and in a sport like college football and really in higher ed, I often wonder if they even know what the word means. Right, right. And they say it a lot, but we never, ever see anything transparent from them. So that's can I, it's tough Can to I just say that's a great sign for the protest at the Big Ten, right? Transparency. Oh, right. I like it. That's Pretty good. Bad. You get a couple of shirts going. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. um, that's not so, bad. So what I was going to say, the in terms of that other big glaring thing, right? So the schedule is one. Yeah. In terms of miscalculating um, the rollout of a plan or lack thereof, right? Um, when they canceled, mm-hmm. the the not having the foresight to know that the ACC probably wasn't going to fall right after them and the SEC sure as shit wasn't going to fall right after them, realizing that there was going to be this gulf of right. some playing, some not. And that is going that was a powder keg from the jump. And to not not only foresee it, but to have you you would have thought that someone would say, we need more than hey, we're just gonna maybe try the spring. If yeah. if the cancellation included a, a plan. here's yeah. what we are envisioning for the spring, right? So that those guys who have been working their asses off still had a you're going to get your like we're we're still trying for your payoff. We want to do this right. Blah 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 blah. Here's what your season looks like. What, this is when you get to compete. Um, the fact that that wasn't given the time and effort to be included. Yes, it created this. You know that that there yeah. was nothing. Um, people would have still been pissed off, and people still would have said, "What are you guys seeing? You know what what are the tests and what are what's the science behind this and you know, underlying this, obviously you have some people who believe in this thing and some people who don't. And that's no yeah. shit, right? So, yeah. <laughs> um, but if you had said, all right, you know, the spring season workouts are going to start January 1 after a Christmas break and then game one's going to be the second week of February. We're utilizing these stadiums, blah, you know, something. Not just, eh, yeah, we'll see about the spring, I mean, and if was. there's no spring, then uh, yeah, maybe 2021, maybe. I don't know. You know, like that's just you can't just leave people sitting there with right. their football helmet in one hand and their dick in the other hand, right? You can't have that. And that I don't was know. Such that a, might need to be ended, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a, a point of the coaches who were having you know phone calls that were they were frustrated on their phone, you know, their Zoom calls and everything right. else. Players and parents being frustrated because there was no guidance. There was no guidance when when the word came down on Tuesday or whatever day that was that you know we're postponing the season. You saw you we've heard all the stories. You know Mel Tucker with a bullhorn out on the field in the middle of a drill. Hey everyone, uh, the season's been canceled. You know everybody go inside. You know like that kind of stuff. You know whereas at Michigan we saw them all kind of showing up to work that day. Uh, to be told, okay, well, that's it, and now we don't know what to do, so, you know, we are going to go practice, because we, we asked, and they said we could do this. And it just goes on and on, and you see, you know, we've seen recruiting directors 
you know, share stuff like, hey, uh, we, you know, anybody at the Big Ten want to want to reach out and ask us our opinion on anything? We're we're here. Yeah. We know what to, you know. We know how this works. Yeah. Coaches, we saw Jeff Brom's plan, and and I think you have a lot of smart people. Austin and I talked about this. A lot of smart people who know, you know, who know how, <laughs> if anybody would know how to get through some of this stuff in terms of a logistical football plan, whatever to go forward, it would be the coaches and admins and players, not players, but coaches and, and people at that level. And they weren't consulted. They just weren't, they weren't consulted. Right. So the, you have a president saying, we're not going to give you any information on any of this. And we're not going to consult you on any of this. And we're not going to ask you what you think we should do next, because we've got a billion other things to worry about. This is this, this is the decision. Shut up, deal with it and move on. Uh, not exactly something that's going to go over well mid-pandemic. That was short-sighted. That was poor, uh, whatever you want to call it, planning, organization, PR, whatever you want to describe it as. It was just disjointed and a mess. And I think what really was for so many people is it was jarring because we never see this from the Big Ten. When, Delane, when right. Jim Delaney had his flaws, right? Like we, yeah. I mean, he was not a perfect person or commissioner or whatever, but we never... And I mean, fucking right. never saw people <laughs> step out of line. And you you could say out of line any way you yeah. want, if if it's rightly so, whatever. It did not happen yeah. when he was running the show. You have a new person in charge now, and it immediately happened. And that has been, I think, as much as anything, you know, jarring for a lot of folks who are longtime Big Ten folks. Yeah, and I mean, in fairness here, like I know it. Like I said, you know, he's kind of the boogeyman. It's easy to just shoot arrows at. at Kevin Warren until you're blue in the face. Well, right. But at the same time, I mean, this guy, what was he introduced? Last June? Yes, he's brand new. And it's not, he's not the czar of the Big Ten. He does not make the decision. Right. Also important to know here. So it's a lot of, most of this anger about making, you know, who made this decision and who voted for what that's being directed at Kevin Warren is being directed in the wrong place. That's, most of it should be directed at the president's. In every situation. Well, look at it this way. You know, I, I remember when he was introduced, and you know, he comes from the NFL, right? So it, yeah. it, the whole there was this whole line about, you know, man, this guy, you got to give him a year, basically, here to kind of get his feet wet uh, in right. the job and to figure things out on the fly. Like, who could have I mean, could have predicted <laughs> yeah. this? Like, oh, by the way, the most apocalyptic scenario that college sports could right. could face is going to happen in your first year. So, right. like, in that regard, I mean, I I feel bad for the guy that, that – Sure. This is, this is insane. This yeah. is insane. Uh, and, and, it, and it may have happened this way with – I mean, the disjointedness. Right. It may have happened if Delaney was still – that's the point. Because that's why how unprecedented all this is. You may still have had – you know, maybe it wouldn't have gotten out in public, but you may still have had a, a larger pushback from a portion of the league that was like, we're not okay with this. Yeah, I, and, you I know, think in a, lot, in a lot of ways, maybe things are done a little bit differently. You know, like people still be pissed, sure. obviously, and all that. I'm sure, but it would have been executed differently, without a doubt. Yeah, it would have and, been. Yeah. That's, that's and fair. some people would have just had a little bit more constraint in going rogue. Like the Nebraska thing. No way in hell I mean, does that happen. Delaney would have said, um, you know, you owe us for the electricity bill. Shut the lights <laughs> off and don't let the door hit you in the yeah. ass. Yeah. Like, I want money back and I want it by the end. I mean, it, I mean, it wouldn't have been a thing. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and Kevin Warren eventually got there and, you know, said, you know, they, they're not going to go play and is an independent. But it was, you know, two days after they'd made threats and everybody went to, right. you know, everybody went all over the place. 
And, you, you know, you can't control everything, obviously, like you said. I mean, but I got to think it would have been a little smoother. Right. Yeah, probably. So what is next in your humblest of opinions, my friend? <laughs> well, uh, it depends on what front you're following, <laughs> I suppose, because, you know, what you've got here, you know, at an admin level is, you know, when Kevin Warren comes out yesterday with his letter to, to folks that, you know, Sort of discussed some things, but true to form, didn't really shed light on t- on everything. Mm-hmm. Of course, um, you know the, the the message behind it was we have to move on, we have to move forward, right. and moving forward for most in the Big Ten right now seems, you know, seems like they're targeting you know possible, you know, early winter maybe or January, even trying to play in January. I've seen that written yeah. and reported by by folks who would know, and. Uh, you know, that's all, of course, right now, another situation of, you know, because you hear this a lot from people who respond to, well, why'd you cancel it now? It's not going to be any different in January, February, March, whatever. Uh, and the answer to that, that they would tell you is, and this is the same, it's been consistent all the way, is that, you know, we will know more about this virus mm-hmm. in January than we do today. And, and you will have been able to watch the NFL. Yeah. And on. that's not saying that you will have, they're not saying we will have a concrete answer. Right. And they're not even saying that we might not be in the exact same situation as we are today. And, you know, seems to stand to reason that if we are in the same situation and we don't know, you know, if we all, if everyone just stops researching this thing today and doesn't look at anything else until January, then yes, it's going to be exactly the mm-hmm. same. What their point would be is that they're, they're arguing based on their medical talks and, and advice and everything else would be is that we'll know more about it in the winter, in the spring. You know, if the risk is less, then maybe we'll be more comfortable doing it. Maybe we won't be. And But right now, that, that seems to be, you know, the aim is that, you know, you give it a shot and you do what you can and you try your best to make it work. But I would say to the folks who are now chirping up and saying, well, you know, there's no way that's going to happen either, um, you know, they were sold a bill of goods that they were really trying hard to make <laughs> at a big time level to make it work in the fall. And it doesn't really seem like at a president level, they were. I mean, the, the people on the ground were, mm-hmm. but on the, uh, you know, at the top, were they truly dedicated to getting the season going in the fall? I got to tell you, it doesn't sound like it. It doesn't seem like it or look like it. Uh, and that's, that's part of an issue for folks, whereas you see in the SEC and the Big 12 and the ACC, right or wrong, as campuses are closing and everything mm-hmm. is... You know, obviously, I think we, we both agree that the Big Ten made the right decision mm-hmm. here. But from an optics standpoint, that do matter. If you're going to tell these kids to go and try and make it work, you at least have to, on your end, try and to make it work as long as you possibly can. And there's a lot of folks that, you know, maybe fairly would right. say that uh, I don't believe the Big Ten did that. Who, and that's who are the- sort of where a lot of this right now sits in terms of the logical. I can understand, not being illogical, but I can understand that sort of emotion. Who are the folks I'm, I'm, exactly. No, <laughs> I'm busting your balls. <laughs> Everyone, everyone's the folks. Yeah, the, yeah, some folks are doing this. Some folks are doing that. Um, yeah. All right, everyone. We'll be right back after this quick break. I, I, I'm curious as to how long this drum beat is going to go on. You know, well, it's what yeah. August 20th right now. I mean, the the thought of anyone being able to actually reverse on this and like the big 10 providing that transparency. I don't know what it's going to accomplish. No. You know, like, yeah. um, it's just going to be a lot of, it's going to be more stuff. Like to, you said earlier, it's going to be more stuff to yell at. Wow. 
like you said earlier, there, it depends on the people who are, you know, because there's people people that are upset for, and they're upset for different right. reasons. And there are, so you have some people who are claiming that everyone's upset for my reason. You have other people complaining everyone's upset for my reason, when in reality, a lot of people are upset and miserable for, for many different reasons on all sides. And it's really, it's everybody, really. There isn't anybody that's involved in college athletics that's not miserable at the moment. Um to be clear yeah. on that yeah. one. I mean, and that's that's getting overlooked quite a bit here. But at the same time, you know, if you're of the parent group that believes this is fake, mm-hmm. that this is overblown, and that um, this should be reversed and they should be playing tomorrow, uh, I don't know what your end game is because that ain't happening. What? I mean, what you know, is this you're going? Entitled, dude, to your own opinion. But I, I don't know what what you can keep yelling, but it's not going to change. Anything. If the ACC snaps the ball on whatever day. September 10th, and the NFL, I believe that's the NFL's opening day, September 10th. Like second week of... And then the SEC starts to play. And all these fans are sitting here in the Midwest watching these games being played. I I, I feel like you think it's venomous now. That will be a full-blown shit show of... What are we doing here? Of just preposterous. Like, like, so who's going to be playing here? Just Notre Dame, basically, in the Midwest? Well, if they go through with it, um, you would have Notre Dame, who is playing in an ACC schedule, more right. or less. Um, but the MAC is done. The Big Ten is done. Uh, I think that there may be some like local, small Division Two. I don't. I don't know how it all works no. beyond that. But yeah, that would be it. Notre Dame would be the only one, and then the SEC, Big Twelve, and um, ACC are still trying. No guarantees, obviously, about any of that happening. And they may all be in the same exact situation as this in a week, two weeks, right. a day. You know, nobody knows. Um, but th- there continues to be this sort of like, so two weeks ago, whatever it was, we heard from players who were uniting and saying, we'd like uh, our voices to be heard. Uh, one group said, we would like all liability waivers to be Expect gone. Right. We don't want to sign liability waivers. And now you have less than two weeks later, you know, a, a group of players and parents who are saying, I'll sign a liability waiver. Mm-hmm. And you have some kids who said two weeks ago that they don't want liability waivers supporting the players now who say they do, <laughs> which is really at the end of the day, man. I mean, this is what I've gone back to at the very beginning. College athletics at a high level, at a revenue generating level, was not. In a, in a place to handle this. It was never going to make it without total chaos. Right. The system was barely hanging on by a thread. And even then, most people, were a lot of people anyway, were generating concern about this isn't sustainable. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't going to hold up. And it's falling apart before your very eyes because it just wasn't ever going to make it. I just don't know. I mean, look at, look at college football's governance structure last December or so, or two Decembers ago. Just look at what, it's completely ridiculous. What, I mean, what the hell is going to happen? Well, these <laughs> teams can do whatever they want, and this group can do what it wants, and everybody leaves each other alone, and we're not going to ask anybody if they're cheating, by the right. way. We're just going to k- pretend that things are fine. <laughs> I mean, it's lawless, and it's just like everyone does whatever they want to do, whenever they want to do it. Don't tell me what to do. I won't tell you what to do. We'll just right. keep on our merry way. Well, now this is not... The time for that, and you have people that are splintered all over the place who've always been splintered all over the yep. place, and it's 
it's understandable. The frustration on all levels is understandable. I can't fault anyone for being upset. Even the people who seem irrational at times. Yeah. Um, I don't think I would call them that because I think that they're, you know, they're just fed up and, you know, they felt like they were kind of put down. You know, I think a lot of folks would feel that way, right? You know, you, you, you've made my kid come back in practice and try to make this work because you want money to start happening again. You wanted to test if you could actually pull it off to make some money. Then you decided you couldn't, so you killed it. Right. While my, my son doesn't make any money anyway right. off of this situation, that's another point for another day, probably. But, like, you know, it's a whole mess. Right. And, and it's While also, you know, in terms of the general student population, these places that have just, you know, still char- charging full rate, for right. tilt for the for tuition, and then the second that you know they get on campus, it's a it's a disaster. Well, sorry, everyone, yeah, everyone go yeah, home, you know, and now yeah. you're taking a full semester um, online while paying in person prices, man. Because because I don't know what the school does in that. It technically it costs the same to produce the product, whether the kids right. are there or online, right? Yeah, I mean in theory, yeah. So you know it, it's it's hard to just be like okay half tuition. I don't, it don't work that way, but that's a whole other conversation. Um, yeah. The, I'm just picturing, you know who I'm picturing? I like to picture Bill Hancock, who's one of the nicest guys in yeah, the world right. to deal with. Like, I just picture him like chain smoking on his back porch or something. Just like, what the hell is going on here? Right. Yeah. What, like, what do you do? The whole system is what breaking do you, down. What do you do if you run the playoffs and. Yeah. So so let's let, let's say hypothetically right okay the, let's say the ACC bags it here in the next ten days right yeah, um, yeah. but then the SEC and the Big Twelve just shoulder on power through and and they yeah. play and and you know half the teams end up trying to play in the spring so there's just no there's there's no playoff right well, how do you do that I don't there's no national I champion mean, there's no anything well what are, like this here's not, the here's the question. If they do play, what are they playing for? Because there's no one in the stands. Well, you're not. You're not. You're not making the money. You're not. You're not providing for your local town. You're not playing for any legitimate championship. You're playing for these guys to try to get to the NFL, basically, right, and, and for the coaches right, right. to to earn the money that they're being paid. That's it. Right. Yeah. You're playing for another year of a, of growth in a sport that you've chosen to pursue a career in and have to, because of the way that we structure things with higher education, are forced to wait three years before you can actually pursue that career. I don't know how else to put it any more. I really don't. If you're defending the way that this system operates today, full stop, you are going to be on the wrong side of this because it's been broken for many... I don't think there's anybody left that is, (laughs) frankly. I think most people are of the are of the belief and understanding now that like some serious change has yeah. to happen, and if we're not taking this time to really sort of dive into that while we're sort of trying to figure out how to get through it, then we're wasting time because like what are what's the point? Right. I mean, like it's all you know. There's things that need to be figured out, but it's it's also you know for the here and now and the immediate to get moving forward. But there's also things that need to be figured out long term. That there's problems that are being exposed here that you know, that are, that are all over the place. And, you know, it's the same thing as, as it always is when you just parcel it out and say everybody for yourself, right. um, you know, you know, player A has a completely different motivation to want to play this year than player B. 
and fan, you know, parent A has a completely different opinion on whether or not he or she thinks their child is safe than parent B. Yeah. And, you know, parent A might want to speak for all parents, but they can't. Like, that's just mm-hmm. not how this works. So, like, it's very interesting. And, and right now, what you have is you have people running to, I got to get my megaphone and be the loudest <laughs> in the room so my narrative carries the day. And that's what we're seeing. That's when lawyers get involved. And, you know, we saw Tom Mars sent his FOIA oh, Tom, out to Tom, all these people. Tom Mars is like, foaming at the mouth. Right. Yes. And Tom Mars, who I do believe less than two, three weeks ago, said something about, <laughs> mentioned something about the SEC, ACC, and Big 12's greed. Yeah. And we'll see how oh, long yeah. that lasts. And now is on this side of yeah. it. So if you aren't clear on how lawyers work, ladies and gentlemen, look no further. There were, yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh there God, were, there were lawyers already. putting out like this. Um, and they'll always be there as like you need them, to be clear. 40 or Damo or what's one of those, one of those guys, I think, had a piece where like there were like multiple lawyers quoted as being like, if any of these schools play, just buckle yeah. up because it is there's just going to be lawyers upon lawyers getting ready for any reason, right? And you know that those same lawyers are now because it's just usual suspects when it comes to these guys. You know these same lawyers are just on the phone now with Big Ten parents, being like, "Let's go." What are we? What sure, are we? sure. <laughs> and you know, Tom Mars, I think, actually wrote somewhere along the way. It's hard to keep up with it all. Um, it's hard to keep up with the press release. <laughs> but I mean, he did write at some point. It's like this is a matter of public interest. I don't know if he wrote public health, but in many ways, when you're asking the presidents for, I want everything that you looked mm-hmm. at because. We need to know what you guys who are running these high-level research institutions know about this that we clearly mm-hmm. don't. So you have to, you know, please tell us. Share, I think uh, Graham Couch wrote about mm-hmm. that today. It was a good, a good column. This is not about, you know, football competitiveness or whatever. Uh, at the end of the day, they need to be more transparent because we need to know what they know. You know what I mean? Like, that's part of it. You don't need to tell us every single detail, but you need to be a little bit better than, like, season's canceled Everybody go inside. We'll see in a year. Like that's not go hit the books. Gonna have to work, right? Like I mean, you can't do that anymore. You can't just say if you're the well. I mean, what's the problem here? They don't. They don't have football. They're still students. Go to class. Shut up. I'll see you next year. They came to your school to play football. Okay. Like, are we done with the bullshit about how they came there for the education? If football was a secondary benefit, no. It's in reverse for every person who gets a scholarship these days to play a high level sport in college football or basketball. They're going to those schools. Because they want to be a pro in that sport. That's their chosen career right. path. The education comes with it. That's part of the package. But they are there to train, compete, and play in a sport. They're not there yeah. for any other reason. And if presidents have an issue with that, then it's going to be a different goal. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, you have to realize these parents, the investment in these oh kids. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, the the, right. the years of travel league, uh, blah, 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 you know, just have gone all in on their kid playing football and now they can't this year so yeah they're gonna right. go they're gonna so they're gonna go march on call, rosemont you know <laughs> yeah and when they do call on somebody like tom mars i, I sometimes i don't know if i blame yeah. them because it's like i mean they're looking for answers and help and direction and you know it's it's a non-transparent situation it's never been transparent they constantly what why do you think Michigan's Michigan's FOIA department, right? The FOIA department that gets all the flack yeah. forever and ever about being slow, which it isn't as slow as it used to be. They got sued and had to add more bodies to the uh, 
to the office. Right. Um, part of the reason, like one of the largest parts of the reason why Michigan's FOIA department was as slow as it was uh, back in the day was because it was inundated with athletic FOIAs because it never shared <laughs> any details about <laughs> athletics. We all flooded them with FOIAs constantly yeah. about things as simple at some point as a roster. Yes. So there are days when we have been fighting for this transparency thing for forever and ever and ever. And there are days where I hear folks say, I want transparency. I'm like, yes, you should want transparency, but I really hope you know what that, you know, I hope you know what that means right. because there's some things that, are, that happen here at a deeper level that have been going on for a long, long time. And, you know, hopefully, if nothing else, this this all sheds more light onto that. And, you know, I think that'd be great. I mean, for years we've talked about this. That sport, college football especially, and college basketball, uh, simple, basic transparency on a lot of levels would clean up so many of their problems. So many of their problems would be eradicated by, hey, if you want to be in this, you have to tell, you know, you have to answer right. these questions and you have to be... You can't just go run and hide for twelve months. You can't right. do it, and people do it all the time. And it's and it's allowed, and it's it's just. And I'm not talking about we get to go watch practice here or yeah, something yeah. like that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about things that go deeper than that. And we've gotten into back and forth on FOIAs over the years, where they use federal law that doesn't, you know, they interpret things in a way that's just not the way it was intended, and that happens all the time. And um, yeah, they either, they, they either of the use frustration here, law or money or both. Right, we're both. We'll charge you uh, $1,500 to complete this FOIA. Okay, well, shit. Um, right. So, <laughs> you know, uh, you got to talk to uh, some players yesterday before we get out of here. I just want to touch on this. Um, I thought it was interesting that, you know, players were out there talking to reporters yesterday. They were. And I, I'd like to hear from the head coach. Yeah, I, I would I would say the same. <laughs> kind of uh, odd. How many programs have done that? Here's the coach won't talk, but here's a couple of players ask them about the residual effects of canceling a season while the SEC might be playing football. And by the way, your parents are mad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if if um, in that situation, I'm not sure what anybody in those situations was going to say right. that was going to be enlightening. Well, <laughs> yeah, coach or players. Um, yeah, I mean, like for for Jim Harbaugh, I would I would be curious on a number of different topics. Obviously, one of which being you know his you know his input and plans right. and, and whatever else on on what they would do going forward and things like that. Um, you know, Mel Tucker did talk, but really, Mel Tucker's thing right now is to just I'm going <laughs> to stay in the back and not say anything and try to get this try to you know try to introduce right. myself to my team because I haven't been able to do that. <laughs> So that's, you know, that's kind of his thing right now. And Harbaugh's, I think, right now is I, f I feel terrible for my guys. They, tr you know, they, they wanted to compete. They thought, they thought they had this thing in a situation where we were dedicated enough to do it. And I'm going to support my guys, you know, whatever they do. I think that's what his stance would be no matter what, you know, you asked him. But, yeah, the players, I mean... You know, they're, they're, they're stuck, yeah. you know, because like, some of them who are on the fringe of... You know, we saw at Michigan, Jalen Mayfield declared for the draft. Jalen Mayfield just finished his freshman year and is declared for the draft in August of his redshirt sophomore year. That's crazy. That's never happened. I've never seen that before. Right. Uh, <laughs> but he he declared for the draft. He had draft buzz. He probably, you know, had if he had a season that everybody expected he would have had, you know, would have had a good draft grade, probably would have gone anyway. Um, you know, Quiddy Pay is another guy who's probably – he Quiddy Pay would be one who maybe probably needed – 
one more good season to really hammer home that really good grade. Although, you know, he's in a good spot too. Aiden Hutchinson, I think part of the frustration there would be he was entering his third year. If Aiden Hutchinson had a year, anything close to the year he had last year, he's an NFL prospect and away he goes. And so now, you know, those kids especially are in that situation of what do I do? Mm -hmm. What should, what do you propose I do here? Because I'm here again, I'm here to pursue a career in the NFL. I'm while I'm here, I'll go to class and get a degree. And you know, if the NFL doesn't work out, I have this. But make no mistake about why I'm here. And that's part of the situation. I had people ask me the other day when Mayfield decided to go. Well, why why would he do it now? I'm like, so I don't have to go to class, so he can go work out all day long, every day. Like that's what he wants to right. do. How hard is this to grasp? I mean, it's just this isn't 1975. Right. Like I don't know to say this anymore to some people but that's the situation so you feel for all those kids who are in that who are stuck um but you know i would also say that kevin warren's been pretty clear now a couple times that uh it's not changing they're not going to just suddenly tomorrow say well guys we screwed that mm-hmm. up we'll be playing on september 15th okay like i, I we're sorry strike like, up this the not band yeah right that's not right happening. so i mean like i just don't see that happening in any situation i didn't see it happening when the parents got upset I mean, I saw we saw people, you know, and of course, there's a whole separate podcast we could probably have on media literacy. Oh, but that's a different deal. On you know, we saw <laughs> folks saying that this is going to change everything, or I think this is going to change everything, and you're like, no, it's not going to change anything. These yeah. these presidents didn't talk to anybody when they made the decision. They're sure as hell not paying attention to what you're saying now as you're complaining about the decision. Right. This it will stay the same, and you know, I mean, that's that's the reality of it. You can live in reality, or you can live in what you want reality to be. I don't know how, you know, that's your own decision, uh, you know, teach their own. That's why we're in the situation we're in most of the time, but I guess whatever. Well, I'm glad we had such a peaceful, calm conversation about it, though. I don't know how else. I mean, it's a frustrating thing for so many people because there's no easy answers, right. you know what I mean? Like, it's just, and I, and I fear that, and I hope that it's different, but I, my fear for, like, basketball is that it's going to be the same parade of kicking the can down the road, wishfully hoping and thinking that this is going to work without really making any kind of real strides yeah, or plan I mean, to actually make it happen. And then you're going to be in the, the same spot. The and, it's only like, hope, and it shouldn't be like that. The only know? hope for basketball is it's structurally so much different than football. Yeah, um, there's less bodies. And, and yeah. like there are actual committees with, you know, yep. 10 to 15 coaches from different leagues all over the country who are actually in communication with each other, which does not exist really on the football side. No, um, certainly not. We've, I mean, that's been proven now. And, <laughs> look at people. and that you actually have a guy like Dan Gabbett who yeah. can at least try to be a central figure of making calls yeah. and trying to put people in certain positions to execute a plan. Um, that's the only hope, but yeah, I, don't get me wrong. This is not me saying like they're going to have a good plan in place by November, and I look forward to seeing it. I'm not saying that at all. Um, but, if history yeah, is any guide, yeah, they will yeah, not have a good yeah. plan. I mean, I, do I think that they're going to try to play basketball at some point this year, this season? Yes, I do. Yeah, um, I think there's a better chance that it's after the new year than before the new year, but. I have no idea how. I have no idea what it'll look like. Um, but, yeah. I, I'm, a, I mean, I'm about to write a uh, Michigan basketball preview for next week. I know that. 
What do you think about the viability of these bubble scenarios? What, a weekend? Yeah. Weekend bubbles, separate sites, you just cluster them together Pretty and much. say you guys are all here for the weekend and yeah, I mean, you're going to go they, back to your campus after that and go you back. You know, this, I mean, this, this cheaper, um, more efficient brand of testing so it's like a half helps bubble? Um, make it at least a yeah. possibility. Uh, yeah, I had one high major coach tell me, you know, right now if, it's, if it functions the way it does in terms of the cost and availability of tests – the high majors will get all of them and they're just only going to play each other because they're going to have like their own testing model that they can can do and uh, then that be correct then your, that's what football your is centrals doing. and westerns and all that are going to be like yep you don't get to play michigan or michigan state this year yep, yep. and that's why the mac canceled football before the yep. big 10 i mean if we're going to mm-hmm. be clear about something <laughs> well maybe not the whole reason but certainly part of it right so if if there is a way of making vet mass testing readily available for cheap, maybe yeah. that will help um, you know all college basketball teams be able to partake in whatever uh, comes to fruition. Uh, but I, I mean, I think if there's a level of creativity, I also think that there's going to be a little more willingness on the on basketball side of things to do things that are outside the box. Whatever, if it comes to yeah. I don't think there's going to be any level of expectation of of doing it the way it's been done. I think all these all these coaches are, and administrators and everyone are going to be like, we just got to have an NCAA tournament. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one way or the other, and that's one where I, I mean, the concept of taking kids on the road, and we talked about this, I want to say a couple weeks ago, in an NCAA tournament, having them in a hotel wouldn't be any different than, you know, you go to a site, you play at a site, you stay there. You don't have fans, I guess, right. in that scenario, perhaps. Um, I think that I think that would be doable. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't think that's an. A- I mean, they've already they've already asked that of, stu- <laughs> of student athletes in the past, right? Like, you're going to be on the road for three weeks. You're going to be away mm-hmm. from school and everything else for three weeks, and you're just going to do that. Um, so there's precedent there, I suppose. I don't, there'd probably be less consternation, less roadblocks, less. You know, people, you know, because there's less bodies right. involved. I think that's probably the, uh, they're more nimble. You can move around a little faster. And there's not going to be students on campus. So that's, I, I don't think. Well. So. Uh, yeah. I mean, and that's the in other. In that scenario, yeah, I mean, it really doesn't matter if you have kids in bubbles. They're all going to be in the hotel. You can, you turn it into a mobile classroom, essentially. Yeah. It's not that. And it's not right. football, right? It's not. How many dudes are on an active football roster in Division One football? Oh, well, there's 85 scholarships and well over 100 okay. yeah, players. Well, yeah, basketball, it's it's 15 guys in, in hotels, 15 guys. right? It's not that And you can strip it down even further because, you know, when a football team goes somewhere, you've got enough assistant coaches to fill uh, – Well, I think you have, a, a, you have, you know, have, an, assi- you have an assistant coach per player, right? <laughs> so, yeah, right. <laughs> to, to, fill, to fill an entire right. uh, Chrysler right. Arena. Or We're going to need our 15-person right. recruiting department yeah. and our graphics team. So you strip it right. down, and in hoops, you could strip that all the way down to – the 15 players, the trainer, right. the doctor, the head coach, two assistants, or three I think our podcast so board, Otis, day. he's over here just snoring his ass off. Right. Well, uh, that's a probably as good a time to <laughs> wrap up this week. Uh, I have two recommendations this week. Oh, good. Uh, Five Shores Brewing on uh, in Beulah. Where's that at? 
It's like the only thing in downtown Beulah. Where is Beulah? I'm like, it's like 45 minutes southwest of Travers. Oh, yeah. Travers. Yeah. Okay. Jeez. So stopped there uh, last weekend. The beer was excellent. Really good outdoor dining. There was a really good food cart there. Uh, the okay. inside of the place looks sick, but I didn't get. To, I got a little tour of it, but I didn't actually get to go use it. Okay. Um, but really, really cool spot. I highly recommend anyone who's passing through there. Check that out. And then uh, uh, Ethnology. It's a distillery uh, in Traverse. It might be just north of town. But it's a. Uh, they make their own uh, vodka, gin. They have a full gin that tastes like bourbon, which is incredible. Uh, and they have mel, which is like distilled from honey. It's like, but it's kind of like bourbon. But anyway, I went there. I stopped in uh, on a recommendation and ended up hanging out with uh, the owner, and it was a great time. It's a super cool space, and uh, their booze is delicious. We ended up taking two bottles. I stopped in like, oh, we're going to get two cocktails, you know, spend probably like 25 bucks, whatever. Uh, no. I walk out there, two <laughs> two full bottles of liquor. I got a hat and shit. Hammered. Yeah. <laughs> half, of the, half of the bag. So, so, so when I swiped the next day, I was like, holy shit, damn it. Did you uh, get some cherry cherry vodka while you were in? I don't really drink cherry. Have cherry you ever met me? Traverse. Cherry vodka? <laughs> I don't know. I know it's a cherry. that the, They make cherry or they grow cherries. Yeah, I mean, I got cherry pie. It was delicious. I got some cherry, cherry donuts. They were also delicious. But no, I did not get Ooh, cherry, I did not donuts, get cherry yeah. vodka because I'm not a... <laughs> I'm sure I'm it exists. A, yeah, I'm not a 20-year-old college student. Like... <laughs> Well, you know, that's for time, man. <laughs> Things are tough right now. Yeah. Uh, you, you what do you think about there? Like having like lemon drops and shit? Having shots. <laughs> uh, shots for the road. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, there, there you go. go. You, Some you got anything over there? <laughs> uh, recommendations? Um, I haven't been out uh, or ate out, I should say. It's We've cooked a lot at home a lot lately. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like downtown Ann Arbor, I mean, you've probably been down there more than I have. I mean, I, they have the situation where, uh, you know, folks can eat yeah. out, um, on the weekends, right? Where they have, you can eat out during the week it's, uh, during the week now too. Yeah. They've closed off a lot of yeah. streets and stuff. It's actually pretty cool. It's one, it's one of those things that yeah. I almost hope it stays after all this. Yeah. It's kind of neat. Um, especially in some of the areas that are normally like sort of crowded by yeah. students that aren't here right now, right. obviously, but, um, I don't know. Inner was a great food town. I don't have any. I, for every time I, I, I say one, it's all anything you want. Give it a shot. There's a lot yeah. of stuff. I love Very that. good. All right. Well, friends, we uh, we appreciate you all listening. Uh, if you do uh, get some takeout tonight, make sure you are treating those who are helping you well. Uh, and be sure to tip those bartenders and servers. Good night. <laughs>